Hello and welcome to the At YouTube Podcast, episode number 77. This is the uh, final episode for 2017. And uh, I've got uh, two folks with me on this musical journey through 2017 uh, to my... Uh, I don't know why I do this to myself. I always start a direction. I I'm just going to say who's on the podcast because it doesn't matter to the audio listeners where they are. Matt, welcome back to the show, Matt. Chris, thank you. It's good to be here. How are you? I'm well. And uh, Tasula, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you. Turn the music Matt's down. Matt's diagonal and I'm beneath you, if yeah. that helps. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget which way Chris, the viewers are, are actually seeing are, it. Are you sure this is going to be the final podcast of the year? Because if they... <laughs> If they uh -oh. put out another video on Christmas Day saying that Songs of Ascent is coming in 2018, aren't we going to do a podcast? We will. If they do something uh, okay. at least to that level, I don't know what, uh, how, what degree. If it's just a, a silly video of them singing Happy Birthday in the band room or whatever, I don't know if that qualifies, warrants a full podcast. Uh, but yeah, we'll see if they... Uh, putt, putt. Maybe if they just go golfing, we will... <laughs> We won't qualify that, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to talk through the, uh, the year of 2017 that was for you two. And, uh, just a quick bit of follow-up from the last, we had a trilogy of <laughs> reviews of songs of experience and, uh, one listener, uh, H double E A S. I don't know. There's gotta be a shortened version of that, but Lucas anyways, is his name, but sent in, sent me in a Spotify playlist that he's put together. We'll put this in the show notes of uh, a mix of songs of innocence and songs of experience, as well as I think one tree Hill was in there organized in an order that emotionally makes sense for him. And so it's, uh, I took a look, I don't actually have a paid Spotify, uh, subscription. So I, don't know how long I can listen without getting interrupted with commercials. I'll throw it in the chat room too, for folks to check out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a interesting play order and, you know, a mix of, um, songs of inexperience, songs of inexperience. I was going to say songs of innocence, the plus album, <laughs> some tracks from there and, uh, yeah, a good little mix of everything. So kind of blending them all together. So, um, and Eddie queen was 86. I don't know. We'll say that. <laughs> Quinoa 686. <laughs> Quinoa. Quinoa. How about, how <laughs> I'm sure that's what Eddie it is. Quinones. Quinones. There you go. <laughs> there should just be an outtake Cheers. reel of Chris pronouncing things. That's what I want. <laughs> yes, that's what we need. Yeah. Take a drink of your favorite holiday beverage every time you mispronounce somebody's name and or <laughs> as the case may be. Um, hey, Chris, I want to clarify. I love the at YouTube pod. I just have a small quibble. Your best thing criticism is valid, but you kept flubbing the line in a consistent way that ironically he found grating. <laughs> so I was complaining about how Bono said the line in uh, your be the best thing about you and uh, did it complained about the wrong part of it, it sort of flubbed it up a bit and uh but he said a small complaint about a wonderful show so there now i've butchered your name so hopefully that is equally great <laughs> that'll be his next complaint yeah. <laughs> we welcome all constructive criticism uh and uh, you can send that in obviously twitter using hashtag ask at you too or just tweet right at me when i mispronounce something at i chris and i'll generally receive it well unless i've had a bad day uh, <laughs> so uh for our 2017 year in review at the at YouTube roundtable here. Starting back in January, there was a rather big event that happened that kind of um, it caught us by surprise. I'm trying to remember now how much news we had leaked before it came out, but the Joshua Tree tour was announced January 9th, as as our notes have it here, anyways. So, do you remember back to the beginning, way back when? We need like the time travel music now of like 
fading back to a podcast we recorded back then or something, but was it a complete surprise? Yeah, we, we, no, no, it wasn't. I, I actually, cause I, I coincidentally, I happen to have our news archive pulled up right now. And on January 3rd, we reported that the announcement would happen on the 9th and that there would be a show in Los Angeles on May 20th. On January 6th, we reported that it would start May 12th in Vancouver. So it wasn't, no, it wasn't a complete surprise. Right. And Christmas, think, uh, they did I that video, remember, Christmas Day. Out. So right. we knew that it was coming, you know, we just yeah. didn't know when or where right. until Christmas. a week later. Yeah. Um, and then in February, I must have missed, I don't remember hearing about this, the uh, a British songwriter accuses you two of stealing a song. Is that, maybe none of oh, us yeah. put it, some of the uh, U2 staff put That was hilarious. In. That was hilarious. Yeah. Featuring a song, Nayslap. It was it was the fly. It was the riff from the fly. You oh, don't remember right. that, Chris? I swear oh. you were on it at the time. Probably. <laughs> yeah he he wrote he wrote the you, song like ages ago, like in the eighties, and thinks that and and said that he let somebody at Island Records or something listen to it, and then all of a sudden the fly came out a few years later, and now he's waited you know thirty some odd years to. Yeah. To, for his millions. And did, did anything ever come of that? Has that like that's what I, I was wondering? Heard yeah. single... I think he was laughed out of the courtroom, if I remember right. But uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, March there was a couple of Facebook lives things, and of of note, uh, Sherry's Sherry, our own at YouTube.com, Sherry, uh, her Dalton brother's question got answered uh, on that one of the Facebook live sort of promotional things for Joshua Tree tour, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. And, and I swear I heard her screaming all the way out here yeah. in Washington State. <laughs> I think I heard that too. Cherry mm-hmm. <laughs> from Duxbury. And I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> there, we're never going to not on. hear the end of this. Yeah, it's like, Game yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And uh, April, Bono was on Kendrick Lamar's track, Triple X or XXX. How do, how, what's the uh, audio? Uh, you know, it's one of those things where you never say it out loud and then all of a sudden you have to and you don't realize or no, and then you actually. get beeped out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Triple X <laughs> sounds naughtier, so I go with that. <laughs> did I, I actually didn't ever listen back to that? I don't think I did. Uh, I don't think I did either. Okay, and I'm guessing the whitest man on the podcast, Matt, never actually listened. To it. <laughs> I did. <laughs> what did you think? What's your review? What going back to April? Um, I don't. I remember. Well, t- I mean, TBH. Like, I don't have any Kendrick Lamar albums or anything like that. But I think he's a fantastic artist. I'm not like a big rap music guy, but um, if he's like on, he was on. What was he on? He, I think he was on uh, Stephen Colbert's show like a year or so ago, and I was just mesmerized by him. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, so I did. I listened to that. I mean, it's it's you know, I don't know that I would listen to a whole album of it, but you know, it was good. And is there, that's a connection to, uh, American soul and stuff, or is there, is what Bono did connected to anything YouTube wise, or is it just an original piece? Do you remember? So I'm putting you on the spot here and you are putting me on the spot and, and it is connected and I don't recall exactly how okay. it's not like you run a YouTube fans. I, I don't know why I'd expect <laughs> No, and so and so, what we'll do is after we after we finish recording, we'll just record my answer to that question right. later, and you can edit it in <laughs> through the magic of editing. The big thing I remember doing this the the re- version of new version of Red Hill Mining Town was released on vinyl oh. 
for record yeah. store day. I remember, I think Sasula and Sherry maybe were us on there's anyways, the video version I know on our we YouTube channel. Side. Yeah. Of it is like one of the most popular videos on our channel, just, and probably on the IU2 one too, when it, over there, it's, it's just cause it's, you know, we, I think we played snippets of it. That's when, back when we were, uh, weren't afraid of, <laughs> of uh, you two slapping our hands on the licensing and legal side of things. But, um, but yeah, the, just playing a bit of it and hearing the horns and yeah, getting all the, I think I got a tweet back right. from Steve Lillywhite about something I was, I was criticizing in the mix and he said it wasn't, That's right. I was full of garbage, which I was. So, um, <laughs> always gratifying to be shut down by yeah. the producer, at least <laughs> if anybody knows, <laughs> You're gonna be shut down by yeah. somebody. don't claim that edge's guitar track isn't as loud as it used to be when there actually wasn't any edge guitar track to begin with in that spot. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And, uh, and then you two started building the Josh Tree stage in, in Houston and of all places. And, uh, obviously getting then transplanted up in May into Vancouver where they started rehearsing and, uh, you two new, <laughs> new, uh, Periscope broadcaster star Bjorn was born, um, or came out <laughs> to the world anyways. He, <laughs> his career was born, right. his second career. Yeah. I'm sure he's still basking in the glow of, uh, all of that and cashing in on the royalties from giving stuff away for free on the internet as we all do <laughs> yeah. yes. that landed him on you know the cbc and it landed both yeah. of us on that radio show so ever ever grateful to bjorn for his involvement yeah <laughs> in that and sharing that with us yeah it was a it was a fun way to watch and get hyped up for what was going to be the opener in vancouver which all three of us were at a bunch of the at u2 staff were at a bunch of you i'm sure out in the world were there i know we we said hi and met a bunch of you along the way waiting in line forever and a day to get into the stadium <laughs> and in tank top in 40 degree weather yeah. good time <laughs> 40 degree weather is awesome that's like well, for you. insanely yeah hot. that's like barbecue weather for yeah. you but not so much <laughs> And, uh, I'm breezing through, feel free to interrupt at any point, but the, uh, I was going to say you're already at May and we're only like five minutes in. <laughs> you haven't Calm seen the shortest podcast slow, we've slow ever your roll. Well, you haven't seen this the pages of, uh, listening what happened and us nodding along. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. But going, we can go a little longer. Little things was played for the first time live. And we talked about it. I think we did a Periscope thing after the concert and we talked about it probably on a few podcasts, but now looping all the way back around to having heard it now finally on the album, which we've talked about a bit on the previous three episodes, I know, so we don't need to spend forever on it, but um, how, how was your, do you remember your opinion of it? Little things from the live concert for the first time in the, you know, the world hearing it to now having heard it on the album. What's, where are you at with little things now? I, I remember, I remember in Vancouver just kind of being blown away that they were playing a song that we had never heard before, which was very yeah. uh very unlike them i guess i would say and i remember I'm, i just remember my first impression of the song just that it was a really long and that it was like two songs to me like the first half was really slow and the second half was like really you two in flight kind of thing and um so that's still what i remember from vancouver and i love the song so yeah, yeah. Fabiano said in May, he found Matt in San Francisco and you listened to you two rehearsal in Santa Clara. And after Matt left, he that took a was, picture with the edge. That was such a fun night. And then we left, we were listening outside the Santa Clara stadium as they rehearsed. And it was myself and Ross Perry. Um, and then we left and like 20 minutes later, I guess we saw the, tweets about how edge came out and Fabiano and everybody met them. 
<laughs> it was like a Tusula experience. I thought you were going to say that was my Tusula moment for the year. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like, like, just be somewhere, and then 10 minutes later, they'll be there, or vice versa. Because yeah. <laughs> have you, uh, I'm sure we've covered this in various ways in the past, but have you actually met the band, Matt, in some form? Um, no, not really. That was just I mean, big enough to be. Well, that, d- d- them, Neither like, of walking, us have ever had a conversation with them. I mean, does, that's does, true. Does, like, does them walking them. past us like count as meeting the band? I right. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Back in 2016 at the uh, YouTube party, that doesn't so, totally count, yeah. but it's like it's you've had a up close. You've had the opportunity to catch a droplet of sweat off of edge. I guess is. I was able. I was. I was close enough to smell them. Let's put it that right. way. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go there. Uh, <laughs> we covered that one at some point in 2017 as well as what Rockstar's smelling. So <laughs> we could put that one to rest. Uh, and then uh, they, for the uh, North and Latin America, uh, North America announces, yeah, you two announces third and fourth leg in North and Latin America. I'm reading other people's notes, so I'm not, I'm deciphering as I go here, but um, big news, obviously for the folks down in Latin, Latin America to have you two coming down there on the Joshua Tree tour and uh, after a heavy fan campaign to get them there, which I yeah. swear helped. Yeah. Oh, I'm sh- I agree a hundred percent with that. I don't think it, they would yeah. have gone without the, all the, the vocal encouragement, let's call it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Plucking at the heartstrings and, and yeah, the, I mean, and having now looked at some of the footage from there, the BBC special obviously was based, you know, shot a bunch of footage down in, and in, in there and in uh, Brazil and, um, like just incredible crowds. I don't know how you could, obviously there's like um, financial either motivation or restrictions and stuff like that and schedules and stuff, but how you can't want to go back there again after a concert like that, a concert series like they had down in South America, it's Latin America too. It's just, yeah, incredible. It's a bucket list item. I think up there with, for me anyways, with going to see U2 in Dublin, which obviously has its own special sort of thing, but um, yeah. Um, Indeed. Adam Clayton was uh, honored at the Music Cares uh, what benefit or promo or concerts, and uh, you two did a three songs with him there. That's... And he gave a really wonderful speech, didn't he? Wasn't that the yeah. night he gave the wonderful yeah. speech yeah. about his uh, his alcohol issues over the years? And I just I remember just thinking, man, that guy just I'm so happy for him, and he seems to be in such a such a good place in his life and yeah. uh I, that speech was just fantastic yeah you see him on that this is the i'm sure the bbc special will come up a few times but seeing him walk uh what's is her name cat dealy uh, walk her around the backstage area a bit and just like <laughs> he seems really just chill relaxed having a good time not a worry about you know playing in front of a hundred thousand people or whatever and shortly then later after that so um yeah really enjoying enjoying life and enjoying you two's stage right now. That's for sure. So living in kimonos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why just... wouldn't you enjoy life if you were wearing a kimono all the time? And... That's uh yeah. coming to his own. That's for sure. This <laughs> is, it's kind of like, I think, you know, he gets older, people get older. They stop caring even more than they did before, about what people think of them. And Dude, I'm, that I'm is there. So true. Yeah. I, it's so true. <laughs> Yeah. Break out the kimono. Um, they did, uh, in July, they did a blackout video shoot. So under uh, whatever NDA or something, some sort of agreements they must have signed with fans that who got to appear or got to go to the shoot, video shoot, and uh, and appear in the concert footage, and which later made its way into a video promo for the blackout. 
And uh, someone noted here that they also did the best thing video there as well, with but didn't we still haven't seen any footage from that? Is that they did? They they had this. They had the gal wearing the jacket, right, right. with the lyrics on the back of it, on the back of the jacket, and she was like walking around the Amsterdam stadium and there was, you know, the video shoot with all the signs that were shooting a video. But I, to my knowledge, I, I don't recall ever seeing any of that anywhere. And Beth in the chat room says, didn't he have a baby? Is that this year that Adam, Adam had partner? a baby. Was that in 2017? I, they grew up. So yeah. Fast. Because Bono announced it from the stage and got a not so happy look about that from. Right. <laughs> That's right. Oh, really? <laughs> he was not supposed to announce it from the stage apparently, <laughs> but it's like, congratulations, bro. You know, <laughs> Dude. Yeah, it's not the first time I'm sure he's shut his mouth off. It <laughs> won't be the last <laughs> where he gets a look from another band member. In uh, And in August, they sent out YouTube, which I don't know if they've, is there any sort of like, um, I don't know whether you call it guerrilla marketing, grassroots marketing or whatever, just where they sent out letters to random fans to sort of promote and uh, make build awareness for the blackout coming out, um, which they premiered on Facebook later. And uh have they, I don't know if they've ever done stuff like that. Have they like, it's a, a marketing efforts sort of like outside of the realm of the traditional, you know, video stuff, MTV, when it back was, you know, was MTV and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, Zoo TV was, they, you know, they yeah. had lots of clever, clever promotional things during Zoo TV when they did, you, you know, when they took the concert into uh, John Harris's house and, you know, so they, they had a lot, they had a lot of cl- clever yeah. things that I remember from back then, but I, but no, the, 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 the sending the letters about the blackout, that to me was just totally unexpected and incredibly clever. And um, during the huge, eclipse, yeah. Right, right, exactly. That's right. I totally forgot about that. It was, it was sort of tied in with the uh, with the the eclipse going on. Yeah, and it, it just, yeah, it just struck me as you know so unique and different, and such a change of pace from you know the way they traditionally have done things. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was. I'm that. I mean, August is when it just the whole year just started getting really interesting. Yeah, because that's when they they premiered the the blackout video concert footage, whatever you call it, uh, on Facebook. And, uh, and I remember watching that and thinking like, okay, this is where U2 is going. They're kind of, um, I still, I can't not unhear Matt, what you saying? It's like sort of the vertigo sound sounding song or whatever, but, um, but being impressed that they were sort of going still at, after that sort of rock edge, I guess, pun intended to, to, with their, with the new material and, uh, and that they were promoting it already in, even while in the midst of the Joshua tree tour and stuff that was going on at the same time. So, um, yeah. Any thoughts on the, do you remember back to the, the video coming out and sort of thoughts back then, how it might relate to what's, what you were going to hear on the album? I remember just being surprised that it was more like dance worthy. Right. Yeah. Coming out of innocence. I didn't expect such a pop ish sound uh, the best thing single came out in september song was performed on the tonight show um which they haven't been on the i, I thought they'd actually in hindsight now i thought they'd maybe hit the tonight show on their tr- or, um, new york snl you know that kind of tour but they didn't uh, this this most this last month here but um the st louis concert was canceled right which in, i was there for that yeah <laughs> you can give us a report on that down in my hotel room thank you riots um that was good times Meeting a fan, meeting a fan I knew only from Twitter, and she and I snuck out of our lockdown hotels and went and had pizza. <laughs> so that was fun. I mean, I got to meet a friend that I'd never met in person. So hi, Sue. Um, 
but yeah, it was incredibly disappointing because they didn't cancel it until what was it? The morning of, I mean, the night before we were at the venue watching them carry equipment in. So we were like, Oh, we're good. You know, they're, they've got it taken care of. And then they just, their police could not handle the capacity that they would have needed to protect us. So it was a good call for them to cancel it, but it was super disappointing because we had already gotten there. Obviously. Yeah, and it's and it's cool that they're that they have St. Louis a uh, St. Louis date on the tour next year. So. Yes, I'm gonna try again. So hopefully, I'm not the jinx. But if I am, <laughs> sorry, I got a ticket. It's gonna be in the seats this time, but whatever. Block to Sula from going to St. Louis if you think there's right. <laughs> any X or whatever I used there. To live there. I used to live in Missouri, so I figured it was a good destination. But yeah, yeah Beth in the chat said, "I think the song sounds uh, the Blackout sounds like the Spider-Man soundtrack, which could be some sort of residual." Uh, that's vibe. kind of true. Yeah. I so. could agree with that. Um, and they, the, the interesting thing about when they cancel concerts like that, like there's no, you obviously get your ticket refunded, but obviously any sort of travel you've made hotel, maybe, you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff is just like, <laughs> sorry. Not trying to... back to you. And I actually had, so this is where I drink. salt my wound, Chris, salt yeah. my wound. Um, no, this is where Sherry is the hero of the story because I actually had VIP tickets for that show. That was the one show I splurged on because I was there by myself. I have friends from college that still live there and I was meeting up with them outside of the show. But as for the actual show, I was going alone. And so I didn't want to do the GA thing. I splurged. I got a VIP ticket and then it was canceled and they refunded very quickly. I mean, that's one positive thing. I think that night or the next morning we had our money in our account. So it was very, very fast. Um, But there's a gift that you get with the VIP package, which was 80% of the reason that I got the VIP tickets because I wanted that harmonica really badly and I wanted the book and um, that didn't come back and I emailed, we had a contact that we could email about the VIP um, situation when it, when the show was still on, I emailed said person and never got a response. So for my birthday, Sherry surprised me with that VIP gift, which was incredibly nice. Wow. That's awesome. Isn't that sweet? It's like anybody who doubts that we're sisters at the end of the day, (laughs) we are. I don't know what we're like real sisters. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You fight like sisters and you fight, fight for like each other. And then the tour, that part of the tour anyways, ended in San Diego. Um, October saw the, uh, which Matt and I were both there for. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Don't, I'm just skipping over cause it doesn't matter to me, but if you guys were there, <laughs> that's where we got the acoustic, the acoustic that was so good. The acoustic. The acoustic of, what? Uh, of, you know, oh gosh, we were just talking about it. You're the best, You're thing, the best about me. thing about me. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. I thought maybe there's some acoustic guitar that got given away that I didn't hear about. Yeah, that was, that was what you missed, Chris. No, and Beck was the opener. Beck was such a great opening act. Right. Like He played for like three hours. He was fantastic. Gosh. Are you, uh, I take it you're not a Beck fan then, Matt. No, no, no. I, oh, okay. I enjoyed him. I thought, I thought he was one of the better openers I've seen. It just it, like, he played much longer than I expected him to play. Gotcha. <laughs> the, uh, get out of your own way video shoot was done in Mexico city. That's what we just, just, it was just released, right? Or no, have we seen? Yeah. That was just wrote, came out recently, right? I'm talking out of my, did they, did they, I don't, know what you're I, don't I don't, 
if they did, I missed it. But I thought we saw a preview for something. Maybe I'm mixing up. I guess maybe they haven't. I, you guys been a little. Know. I've been a little out of touch for the last week or two. So I'm if I I could have possibly missed a get out of your own way video. So. so. I feel like they're releasing stuff like twice a day right now, and it's hard for me to even keep up. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like we whine a- and whine. Like you guys need to be more active on social media, damn it! And then they're like there all the time, and I'm like, slow your roll. I don't even have time to watch this right now. <laughs> it's the week before Christmas. Chill out. Yeah, Sherry's in the chat. Sherry's paying attention. She says it's about to come out. They did preview it on somewhere Instagram or wherever. I, I know I saw a little bit of it because I remember seeing there was like behind the scenes video from some fan who was there posting footage of it of them performing with all these you know this crazy stuff going on around them, and then the actual video was promoted recently but yeah it actually hasn't been released so um okay there you go the official i didn't miss that then that's cool yeah (laughs) if you did you wouldn't have remembered it and it would have been brand new all over again anyway so (laughs) that's the benefits benefits of getting old The, the, the uh band performed on the brazilian tv show fantastico i'm i'm guessing fabiano maybe came in and edited our show notes to throw that in is that (laughs) <laughs> no actually i put that in there okay yeah, that was i think fernanda did a write-up on that i i believe at the time the uh, i think two of them actually yeah the the, the yeah. show when it was recorded and then when it aired and all that sort of stuff yeah mm-hmm. and then the latin american latin south american tour began and ended i guess in october and uh november they announced songs of experience was going to be coming out in a month in december 1st they won some awards. Feel free to interrupt me at any time. The nine song performance um, in Trafalgar Square. Friday. Black Friday was. We're, we're, we're getting Black Friday's later in the month. Are you not? You're not. You don't have the notes in front of you. Wait. <laughs> I do actually have the notes in front of me. But oh, there it is. A Black Friday blackout right there. Come on now. Yeah, oh, getting, he just getting, wasn't there yet. Yeah. My bad. There's a little item of uh, pre-sales foobar. We don't. I don't. I don't remember anything about that. We'll just keep going. <laughs> Do you guys that remember was, anything about that was, pre-sales? That was my description of it. I thought that kind of summed it all yeah. up. Pre-sales, <laughs> yeah. pre-sales were foobar. Yes. Uh, we're all in recovery mode right now. We're all still trying to get tickets. Are you kidding? I had a tweet that went around the U2 world today because I, I just was like, after watching the BBC thing, I was like, I tweeted out something about if U2 is marketing folks were paying attention, they just bundle that up and give it to U2 fans or U2 subscribers as a gift and just say, here, sorry for <laughs> that whole thing. And here you go. And I think a lot would be forgiven. Not all of it, maybe, but <laughs> a lot. But uh, yeah, obviously that struck a chord with a lot of people because it's still going around just retweeting and fading or whatever. So, um, but yeah, there's a lot of frustration. We don't mean to make light of anybody's headaches and frustration and stress, obviously, in that process because there was a lot of that going on and probably still is for a few folks. And so, Hopefully, if you're wanting to see you two on the tour next year, you're able to, and uh, best of luck with that. Um, all right. The American Soul song lyric video was released as well, which is an interesting way, another different way of promoting another song. They've um, done a few different video styles for this promotional cycle, and uh, I really like that, the video promoting the song. I like the song, but I like the video. Um, any the other? New York City one where they got pizza? Is that the one? No, the American Soul, the lyric video, right? Wasn't the, <laughs> we're terrible. The best thing, wasn't the best thing in uh, the New York video? 
<laughs> yeah, I, the, we should consult New the YouTube is, podcast. <laughs> here, here we go again. They've released so much stuff. We can't keep it all. I'm straight. like, okay, so wasn't American Soul? Siri, I'm being completely serious right now. Wasn't that the one where they're like running around New York City and they get pizza no. and no, 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 no. That's I'm well, just waiting for Sherry. That? Sherry's going to catch that's up in the, the chat here in a second me. and fill us in. But yeah, was that you're the best thing yeah. about me? Oh my god, the, I Ameri- the American Soul, the American Soul lyric video is the one where. Their Bono is like in front of walls and it's got like the lyrics the, on the wall, you know, type like cartoon lyrics on the yeah. walls and all that sort of stuff. Like, like graffiti uh, superhero, and font, superhero yeah. font and graffiti and. Oh, you're right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Whew. Wow. Yeah, Beth and, and Sherry are, are following up here. Too much. <laughs> Too much stuff. <laughs> Too much, I saw Sherry. the all caps Beth Highline. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll get to that. We're not at December yet. We'll get to that. Uh, and they had songs of experience listening events. I mean, that I don't know. That's like, they've been doing that for two years now, haven't they? <laughs> songs of experience listening. No, this was with fans though. They actually did. We have our own. Right. Yeah. Karen, November. Yeah, yeah. Was that one. And, um, so black Friday blackout, which I just skipped over. What, what were you wanting to say there, Matt? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Who got up at four in the morning to go get it? I did. Literally. Anyone, I got to tell you, this else? was the, I Anyone just, else? I, I, I did, I was not, I didn't participate. This is the first, this, this, I've been thinking about this, the strangest what? thing, like the Joshua tree re-release first U2 album in forever. I didn't buy the black Friday blackout single. I decided, you know, like three days before, right before Thanksgiving, the hell with it. I'm not driving up to Yakima for this. Wow. So I found it online. Really I ordered I, that is really rude. <laughs> so you two fans out there, I'm, I'm hovering over the hangout button on Matt here, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I found it. I found it online, and I ordered it online. So yeah, I. Uh, so yeah, that was Tasula that wanted to say something about the Black Friday blackout. So not me. Beth flew to the Nashville the, for the super mega ultra yeah, rare. Yeah, she one, got. So. She got the, let's, the let's, rare one. She let's, uh, get I'm rid gonna, of Matt. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take my fan card and hand it over to Beth. She is now in charge of that. You too. <laughs> and she may pay more than I pay. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Tasula. Go ahead with. Black Friday blackouts. I mean, I don't know what's left to say. I've said it like three times. I got up at four o'clock in the morning and I went and got, and, and I was also there for the McCartney. I'm going to be completely honest. Maybe I wouldn't have gotten up at four if, if Paul McCartney hadn't also been part of that morning, but I had to have that. So I did. And I got a Joshua tree poster, a promo poster because my record store locally in Seattle <laughs> knows me and loves me. And they had one left from the, re-release of the Joshua tree album that they had not given out. So I got that. So it was worth it, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yes, Matt, I, I see your hand. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, just if, if anybody is looking for the blackout from black Friday, you can go order it on Amazon. So there you go. Again. That was really rude. <laughs> yeah. Really Why do I even bother? That's what I want to know. That's uh, we didn't tell you this is actually the uh, which which ghost of Christmas past is coming to visit you and remind you of all the things from. <laughs> let's see how many red carpets have I been on without them? Huh? Let's how yeah. We haven't even we haven't I mean, even gotten to what happened in New York City. So yeah, I know that's. Why don't we just transition to that right now? We're only at Thanksgiving. Yeah. They were Bono was on the Kimmel show for the red events, which uh, was, that was good. That's yeah. always good. That's, that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. They had a bit of fun with that. And then of course, December brought us the songs of experience album, 
and uh, SNL appearance, Howard Stern appearance, performing on a New York City sidewalk quickly before Tasula and Jill, et cetera, show up. And <laughs> any and Beth. Beth was Beth? with us. Oh, that right. Night. That was, that was yeah. Beth. We were celebrating her birthday that night. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess we had that fun to have afterward. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. No, for the record, none of us were late. They were early. And, and we have proof of that. They, you know, on their Facebook page, they said, be at this location at seven 30 and they posted it at like seven Oh two or something. They were done playing by seven 12. We were there by seven 20. <laughs> this is like a whole new band that like they're, they do things early. <laughs> right. I know, I don't recognize these guys anymore. I had somebody in New York sending me direct messages. They're still here. Stay in your cab. Get here, you know. And, <laughs> oh, my God, we were so close. If you could have seen us that night. Oh. <laughs> they, uh, Bono and Edge have done a couple promotional appearances. They were in Germany on the U2 subway line playing, busking, I guess, as it were. And uh, uh, you missed the the museum performance too, Bono and Edge, uh, just the night before <laughs> when I was in my pajamas six blocks away. They were at the Natural History Museum playing surprise right. hits for the crowd, like Sunday Bloody Sunday, etc. Right. Yeah. <laughs> as they, as they do. They knew you were in the area. They just yeah forgot right. to alert people. Bono and Edge were on Italian TV. That was I think I just watched that. I downloaded something off of uh, off the internet. <laughs> Uh, as you do. And uh, it was actually like, it was just them on Italian TV. I couldn't, they didn't have any English translation of the video or whatever. I think it's on YouTube somewhere too, right? We linked to it on that YouTube. Um, and, uh, but an amazing performance of uh, Sunday, bloody Sunday. And uh, oh, I mix them up all the time. You're the best thing acoustically, obviously with just edge, I guess. Go ahead. Sue, you were- Can we talk about the Sunday, bloody Sunday on Howard Stern though? I still think that's like one of my favorite versions of it of all time. Yeah, the sort of the really slowed down mm-hmm. and mellow. Yeah, maybe it's the early morning oh, version. <laughs> Edges or Bono's voice is a bit rougher and <laughs> more raw, maybe or whatever on radio. Um, and then, yeah, it's it's a great. They kind of do that almost. Like I, I'm sure there's a chart somewhere. Somebody around the internet has like a Sunday Bloody Sunday performed <laughs> this way and that way. Well, it goes from like, keeps track. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Like, but the style, like, because it goes from like really aggressive, like uh, obviously with the Joshua Tree, they or not obviously, but they did it oh, really aggressively. Oh, the versions of it. Yeah. yeah, and then they sort of do a scale back version on the next tour, and then like it's kind of like they alternate back and forth. It's kind of, it's probably actually Larry. Larry's like, okay, I'll play it this year. <laughs> This tour, I'll play it. Next tour, I don't want to play it anymore. So do the acoustic version. Give me a year off from playing that drum beat. And then he's back again. So Well, since they opened with it on this one, that doesn't kind of surprise me that they're on, on JT. I mean, you know, they opened with it in the, and they played it probably the closest to the traditional song as they ever have. And then, yeah. yeah so it's getting slower <laughs> as they during the promo tour, at least. <laughs> The uh, and then finally the you last giggly tonight. The more recent thing was uh, it's the uh, holiday beverages. It's um, YouTube performing at the BBC with the orchestra, which this almost for me was like the highlight of the, the album coming out. Obviously, is great and that's been really exciting and fun. But um, yeah, for me the BBC highlight or the BBC performance was the highlight of the year for me with um, especially with the strings and even a choir. Like watching if you heard the audio recording only and you haven't seen the video yet, there's like a what eight person younger person choir singing along with them and uh and it 
just like, like I think I tweeted or said in the YouTube Slack, like, I don't know how they go on tour now without a full orchestra and choir along with them to do some of these songs. Cause it's just like, well, what was the, I'm going to do this again. What was the late night show where they had the choir come out during, I still haven't found oh, um, Jimmy Kimmel. Was it Jimmy Kimmel? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was yes. so great. Yeah. Yes. That was so great. And I can see them not wanting to like do it every time. Cause it kind of spoils it or whatever, or cause it feels like they can't be doing not, not doing it cause they're cheap. Right. Cause they like, cause obviously it's more expensive to bring a orchestra on tour, but Sure. But you can have, I don't know. I mean, I remember like George Michael, when I saw Listen Without Prejudice tour, he had a choir for father figure, um, but the choir changed every location. Right. So it was a local choir wherever right. he was that yeah. was trained up to just jump in and rehearse with him during sound check and bang it out. They could do something like that. Yeah, they um, they have. I mean, well, they have a, a a very small history of doing stuff with uh, with an orchestra. If you go back to the first Pavarotti concert that they did, the Passengers, yeah. right? They did one and Miss Sarajevo, and there was the full orchestra behind them. Uh, Bono and Edge have done. Um, what's the Frank Sinatra uh, two shots of happy one shot of sad they've had they've done that with an orchestra or a, right. or a, or at least a string string quartet or so behind them on um on the or vertigo tour in, yeah oh my gosh that's like the greatest I could I listen that. to that you know a Me thousand too. times in a row and not get tired of that from Milan original of the species with the the mm-hmm. the little you know four or five or six piece out on the B stage incredible I've been banging the drum mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember for them to, to do more stuff with strings. I think Bono's voice is perfect and their music is perfect for that level of, I don't know. I'm trying to explain music and I'm not a musician. I think, Oh, we do it all the time here. I just, I I think, I think their sound is perfect to mesh with an orchestra. And I, I wish they would do that more often. I'd love for them to tour with an orchestra. This current album, especially, yeah, it would be beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, um, the, the even the string arrangement. Like I would say, of of one reminded me. Like I don't know how religiously they sort of matched it up to what they did back for the Pavarotti event. Because I remember listening to the Pavarotti recording a ton of like because it was just so incredible that version of one, and and even the and the All I Want Is You version with the BBC Orchestra was basically like a note for note to my memory, anyways of of what was on the the album even back uh, Rattle and Hum. And, um, so yeah, it's just incredible. And then hearing obviously lights of home with a full orchestra pounding away behind them or whatever. It's just like, yeah, I don't know how you can't that one. And, uh, love is all we have left. No, lo- um, the other love one 13. No, love is bigger. Than- love is bigger. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a lot of love on that album. It's hard yeah. to keep track. I know what you mean. There's a lot of L's light of home landlady. Le- yeah. You know what I mean? That's where All the, like the U2 song acronym game that we, everybody does. I don't know how people oh, can gosh. keep up with that. I'm like reading tweets. Like, oh yeah. L I, <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Beth says, learn the songs, Chris. <laughs> I'm trying Beth. Amen. I'm trying. Sister. <laughs> you know what I need? I need to actually sit down and play through the songs on guitar. Cause I haven't done that yet. I haven't played through the album yet on guitar. That's always like locks it in better for me. Record it when you do and share it. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to ask him to live stream it. Right. Well, right? I love his guitar. I then you'd, play- uh, I would I'd get licensed, stamped, slammed, slammed, whatever <laughs> shut down. Anyways, I'd have to actually, I could play, I was thinking about that. I could play it through my headphones and then just, you could hear the butchered version that my yeah. guitar comes through. 
Um, okay. Is that, that's, that's our year. Hey, that's it. That's the year. Yeah. You we missed have, the edges photo exhibit in California about oh, right. the Joshua tree. Yeah. Which you were, oh, you there. got to see. Yeah. And, I was there. And interview Mrs. And the Edge. Spoke with the wife. Yeah. 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 No, it's a cool, all, all joking aside. It is a beautiful exhibit though. It, or it was a beautiful exhibit. It's over now, but. Did you, uh, did you get a chance to ask her about what happened in New York city? No, but I did lament. <laughs> I did share that I came very close to seeing okay. them. And she kind of winced and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, she was, but it's not her fault. She wasn't even there. Um, no, I know. No, I didn't. I didn't go into, I didn't go into anything about their habits except for social media. I did. I did kind of go after that as you can read in the, in you didn't bring your broken damaged uh, jewel case of songs of experience to her and say, why did I get this in the mail damaged? Can you do something about Mine it? Weren't bro- I mean, I'm, I'm one of the lucky ones that actually got intact CDs. So I didn't, I don't have any complaints where that's concerned, but she did ask me what I thought of the album. And, and I, you know, said, I told her the truth. I, I like it. And I like lights of home and she's, Oh, that's a beautiful song. And, you know, she seemed to really genuinely like it as well. So I don't know how often, I mean, I guess that would have been a good question. How often does a spouse listen to the finished work when they've presumably been hearing it, you know, being crafted all along, you know, is it, does it get old? I mean, I can't imagine. And, and would, if you don't, don't like it, if you don't like it, would you tell your husband? I would hope she would. Right. <laughs> I would think, I would think so. Um, maybe, maybe that's who Bonna was talking I got about. the sense that she really, really did like it though. Yeah. She, she seemed very uh, moved by it. Like it was, I think the word she used was beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful album, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yet again, just to, to be a fly on the wall in some of their uh, recording processes, writing processes would be amazing. So, yeah. um, but don't, don't get any idea that we're done the podcast yet. Cause uh, we have a ton, not Listener a ton, but a lot of awesome yeah, listener contributions. Yeah. So, so first of all, I got a uh, contact from uh, somewhere, I guess. Uh, I don't know where he actually <laughs> found me. <laughs> Nothing creepy, but <laughs> just emailed me somehow. And uh, Stefan, I think is how you pronounce the name. Uh, well, you're listed on our, you're listed you're, on our staff page. You're in the staff and, directory. And, 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 oh, right. and they just click the email link and they can send you an email. Oh, oh there you go. It's, okay. it's a form, Chris. It's a form that routes to your email that you've and given. And this is, the that's staff. through the fax or how is that? I don't know how these things work. <laughs> All right, Stefan said, apart from a friend, we'll send I re- you a screenshot. Yeah. I rarely see during the year. I don't have any YouTube fans around me. That is why listening to the podcast, usually on the Audubon, is like meeting secret friends and participating in a conversation I could not otherwise have, which was awesome to hear and oh. really moved me because I had actually just commented earlier this week about how, in sort of retrospective, looking back in this year with, with at U2 and the U2 connections, is it has like exposed me to an awesome community of fans who are even more hardcore than me about you two, obviously, as I screw up names and stuff, um, but has allowed me to feel in a weird way, like more confident about my own YouTube fandom. And it's just like fun to be a YouTube fan with knowing there's a whole community of world of people out there who are also YouTube fans. So, um, but his favorite YouTube moment was experiencing Dublin in YouTube mode. Even non YouTube fans had a great day. YouTube on the radio during the bus ride streets, Street bands playing U2 songs, tour shirts all over Temple Bar, and my bed and breakfast host saying, hope you find what you're looking for at Croke Park when I left for the concert. So, very cool. Thanks for that, Stefan. And uh, hopefully you're focusing on driving safe while you're <laughs> listening to the podcast. At That's so cool, right? On the Autobahn. Yeah, the Autobahn is 
scary. So yeah. that's, yeah. We'll exempt you from having to take a selfie while you're listening to the, to the podcast. Yes, please <laughs> Unless you don't have someone else in the car. On the Autobahn. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Mysterious Days said, seeing Exit, she, she gave uh, four, I guess, uh, seeing Exit performed on this year's tour after waiting 30 years, which is, I know, a highlight for a lot of us. Um, seeing other side songs performed this year. I'm not, other side songs. Side two, I guess. Maybe, side yeah. B. And songs of experience release and then the BBC broadcast. Um, going over to New Zealand at Zahara Desert said, uh, my 2017 moment was being fortunate enough to travel to the other side of the world. Uh, for her to have the Joshua Tree experience and hearing a sort of homecoming in Rome. And her other favorite moment on 2017 was Songs of Experience, a stellar album, five stars. I sure, I sure hope they play Australia, New Zealand this next year. I, I, I just, yeah. Right? Well, I'm not. I hope, I would, I hope, I'm, and I hope, the fans down, I hope the fans down there organize as well as the fans in South America and Latin America did yeah. and get themselves heard and, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Cause my gosh, that's yeah. Come on. I, yeah. I hope they don't have <laughs> I'm gonna to take that, over, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take over the band's tour itinerary and they are going. Yeah. <laughs> well, Bono. I think it? they really Edge will. Song. I honestly yeah. think they will. I do too. I think so too. I, I, I feel it. And I want to go, I want to go visit our former staffer Miranda <laughs> and hang out in Australia. Well, I have it. I, they haven't said this yet, but I'm pretty sure anybody who's a listener of this program will happily put up, you know, at least five U2 fans in their house. If they're touring there and we all go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean. check with them first before you book your flight. Um, Fabatini, which is, uh, <clears throat> on our staff here, you two's return to South America, of course, and being able to hear the whole Joshua tree live and in sequence, which is awesome. So yes, in sequence. Woo. Yeah. Yeah. I remember us debating that a lot, but you know, in, yeah. yeah, if they were going to do that and what, if they did, what would they do before and after? And like, oh my gosh, how would they end the tour or end the concert with, um, oh, <laughs> shoot, sorry, Beth. We we were trying to we wanted them to end with Zoo Station. Remember, yeah. Matt and I got all excited. Yeah, like exactly. That so. still would have been really cool, but they didn't hear that part of the podcast anyway. So, no. <laughs> but they can do it again. They can do Octing Baby start yes. to finish, and then you know start with Zuropa or end with Zuropa. That'd be cool. Okay, not to get ahead of ourselves, but there is that Adam. I think it was made the comment about how like with, by the next album cycle they'll be that much older, etc. Old men. Yeah, and so them. 30 years after Actung Baby trying to take those songs back out on, on the road. I don't know. Just uh, don't want them to pull a hip or something and <laughs> trying to reenact the fly or whatever. Jeez. <laughs> Debbie Downer. Wow. So, <laughs> all right. So let's uh, go over to Karen sent in an audio clip here of, of uh, one of her highlights of 2017. Hi everyone, my name is Karen Lindell. I'm the assignment editor and a news writer here at, at U2. Happy almost new year and almost past year of U2. I got to do a lot of amazing U2 things this year beyond the Joshua Tree tour and just basking in the new album. I got to be in the audience twice to see U2 on Jimmy Kimmel, once with the whole band performing and recently with just Bono. 
And I also got to attend the LA listening party for Songs of Experience. But I think the U2 related thing that meant the most to me this year was an experience not all about U2, but definitely all because of U2. I'm probably the only one on that U2 staff who's going to talk about this. It's a play called Bono and the Edge Waiting for Godominoes that had a run this year in California at the Hollywood Fringe Festival where it was nominated for Best Comedy and then again in the fall at a small theater in LA. I saw every single show. I kind of lost count, but probably around 12 to 13 times. Many of you understandably haven't seen it if you don't live in LA, but the idea is so connected to what we love and hate and question and ponder about this band and by extension, art in general. As the title implies, it's a satire of Samuel Beckett's Waiting for Godot, except instead of two hobo-like guys waiting around for some non-existent god figure, it's Bono and the Edge literally waiting around for a Godomino's pizza delivery person to come so they can get in touch with the common man or woman because as hyper-celebrities, they've lost that. And two additional characters, Lucky and Domingo, round out the cast of amazing actors and just add to its complexity. It's all so ridiculous <laughs> and absurd, but also so deep and profound. I wrote a story about it for At U2 and interviewed the show's writer, director, Bono actor, Richard Lucas, who loves Bono in U2, but also gets the hypocrisy and absurdity of professing to want to save the world while being not at all ordinary in this world. Yes, U2 have done a lot of good things, but they've also done a lot of capitalistic things or been associated with such things, despite any good intentions. And if you love Samuel Beckett like I do, um, in this play, you're just adding a bunch of other layers of meaning. The show totally makes fun of celebrity culture in U2, and from the reviews I've seen, the Bono naysayers seem to love it. But I think that fans will love it as well. I know I did, because ultimately... Um, Richard Lucas is the writer, director, and actor. He sees the purity behind Bono's pretentiousness. Waiting for Godominoes has a lot of life left in it. Details will be revealed more in the new year, but the actors are looking at potential performances in San Francisco, New York, LA again, and maybe even at the U2 conference in Belfast next summer. So please consider going if it pops up near you. So to sum up, you get funny and philosophy and poignancy and Edge being goofy and Bono being Bono in the most Beckett-esque way, plus a few amusing snippets of song parodies. It's Bono and Beckett, and it's brilliant. To learn more about it, check out the play's website, um, which is waitingforgodomitos.com. Um, thanks so much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Karen, for sending in the audio clip. And uh uh, promo for for that but also it sounds like it would be a hoot to i know she's tweeted about it a bunch and it always it looks intriguing uh to catch so um and yeah being lucky folks who are in the la area have uh opportunity obviously to catch some and or new york i guess have an opportunity to catch you two in promotional mode more so than those of us in um <clears throat> saskatoon saskatchewan <laughs> So <laughs> I'm jealous of all the opportunities, all the fun she's had, obviously with you too, but cool. So moving, keep them going. We'll, uh, at buzz one daddy says, uh, seeing the boys three times live this year, which matches any number of times seeing you two in a calendar year and having a different experience at each one. And I think that's yeah. most folks who said you guys saw a few stops on, on the Joshua Tree tour. And would you say it was as much as the, the set list was very similar. Was it a different experience each time depending on city and, and sort of vibe? At the show, yeah, uh, yeah. For me, I mean, for me, the the 
it's the crowd that makes the difference for me, especially on a show where the the set, as you said, doesn't you know doesn't really change. The I saw the first three and then the very last one, and the show, I mean, the band was light years better. In you know by the time you got to San Diego, and then you know the little special things, you know, like Seattle had the. Um, well, I mean, you know, Vancouver, obviously, just the newness of it all. And then Seattle had Tisola, who uh, would, Eddie, Eddie Vedder came on stage, right? Eddie Vedder, yeah. Right, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, every every show has little, you know, little little things like that that, you know, sort of separate them from each other. At Susan Mewison. There you go, take a shot. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, hey, you guys are actually seeing it. The people who are listening have no idea what it actually looks like, and they just think I don't, don't know how to put letters together. My, my personal favorite was being- Well, I mean, you don't. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. Being at the video shoot of the blackout in Amsterdam, so that is awesome. That would be a highlight, I'm sure, for most people if they were within. Uh, yeah, when, in I would hope so. Um, at UTCom, Sherry, not familiar with her. Uh, my favorite UT related event of 2017: Adam's kimono and the Whataburger run in Houston in May, which is hilarious. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah, and uh, that time she said, of course, that you two answered her Dalton brothers question, and uh, Bjorn said having a U two. At YouTube podcast episode named after me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, <laughs> it was, as we said, it was a great pleasure to meet Bjorn in Vancouver and, uh, and see the band as they rehearsed and stuff. So, uh, at underscore dream underscore out loud, rolling into the final first leg show in Cleveland without a GA ticket, trusting that the YouTube fan community would come through as it always has Beth and Bono to the rescue again. See also New York city, 2015. So there you go, Beth, if you're still there. <laughs> Uh, so the Beth show <laughs> after subtitle at this train 9,000, my favorite YouTube moment of 2017 was being on the front rail at the Houston Joshua tree show and being completely overwhelmed by hearing my favorite YouTube album played from start to finish all that. And the promise of a new album by year's end faith was rewarded. Um, at Mike day 63, YouTube Joshua tree 30 in New York city, London and Rome, especially Rome and then new album, which those are all would be very cool places to, to see you too. And, uh, at pan underscore Ferrislav first three songs in Berlin and, uh, Ross G Perry at Ross G Perry said, uh, at YouTube staffer, my pick would be the all too brief return of a sort of home homecoming to the live set. Definitely. And, uh, Tim at Tim Jahar said, come on, is there really any other answer other than when they finally freaking released the album they've been promising us for several years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's uh also, that could be our winner right there yeah <laughs> there's also a tweet from uh, at uh, adam's uh kimono gotta make sure you get the right twitter handle that's uh related to uh yeah the kimono being <laughs> this is definitely the year of adam's kimono i forget last year was the year of uh adam uh the time all right what would we use to track the time to time to bathrobe time to bathrobe <laughs> right it was more oh, bathrobe back to bathrobe. then but he had, he I was going to say Larry's shirt was innocence. How many buttons? <laughs> right. And this, it had a Twitter account before Adam did. Yeah. This is definitely the year of the uh, body parts of you two getting their own Twitter accounts, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave that one for, <laughs> for the new year's party. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So that was, uh, I think I, I apologize if we missed some of the, uh, Oh, Beth actually had tweeted since she's in the chat. Uh, I might as well include hers. The, uh, one other one, she said, so many to pick from the streets, tricolor flyover in Dublin. The blackout letters didn't get one, but it was brilliant. Blackout video shoot, exit live. What a year. And Bellick said, uh, the greatest moment of my life. And it's a photo of him sitting on Larry's drum kit on the, uh, whatever the tree stage, I guess it was called 
with uh, sticks in hand playing the drum. I'm assuming playing Sunday Bloody Sunday, probably the beat to that or something, but that is a very cool moment. Any uh, highlights for you guys that you want to, we didn't maybe cover or worth mentioning? Um, sure, I'll go. My my moment of the year or highlight of the year was a very personal one. Um, it was the Seattle show, which my wife came to. And she has been, I think, to like 10 concerts over the years. I think uh, Zoo TV was her first. And she's been to like one on every tour a couple times, maybe two. Anyway, and so she was at the Seattle show. She was not in Vancouver with me, but she she uh, and the family came over for Seattle. And she spent – so the show starts and all this sort of stuff. And they go into streets and the screen comes on. And the video – I mean, you know, we all know how it goes, right? And she starts crying, like not just crying, not just like, you know, little teardrop, but like rivers. And she cried for the entirety of the rest of the show, at least through the end of the album. I think by the time they got to the encore, she kind of pulled herself together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And and so I, I just I remember holding her and hugging her and just being in that moment with her and she's never she's always been like sort of on like she she puts up with me and my fandom and she puts up with at you too and all the time that it takes away from me doing family stuff and all that sort of thing right and then i just like at some point after the seattle show when it was just the two of us and you guys were all gone um and i just i was like you know was everything okay like what was going on and she i just remember her saying I finally get it after all these years and everything you've tried to say over the, over the years, I finally get what it means. And that to me, that's just, I'll never forget that moment. So that's my highlight of the year. Nice. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Sula, do you have anything to, to, how am I going to follow that, Matt? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my moment was no- when they, they didn't show up no, in New York. Epiphanies here. Yeah. I liked uh, the, the thing I saw the other night that a fan sent us um, from the neighborhood I stayed in a couple of weeks ago where Larry's just apparently walking around taking pictures with fans now. But I love that he gave us like a play by play of everything that happened during the encounter and was like, I thought you guys were in Europe promoting the album. And Larry was like, no. <laughs> like, like, like I'm not, maybe those two are, but I'm yeah. not, you know, I just, I love that. but anyway, no, my highlights would obviously be the, the tour, the Joshua tree tour was great for me and, and seeing everybody out on the road and all the adventures that come with it with canceled shows and freezing cold lines and tank tops and, <laughs> and radio appearances that I have three hours to prepare for and stuff like that. And then meeting Morley who could not have been nicer last week was a huge highlight, of course. So that's it for me. Yeah. That's awesome. The, uh, what about you, Chris? I, well, I was just gonna say God girl in chat said edges, earlobes. <laughs> the, the other, uh, I, I'm pretending that's her answer to the, what we're talking about her highlight of the year. I, I'm sure there's something more specific than that, but just that's one other Twitter handle. I'm sure that uh, has popped up. I but, think she's talking about, yeah. Like yeah. The, the Twitter accounts edge is the only one that doesn't have one, right? Yeah. Like the fake, <laughs> not body parts, but articles of clothing. Yeah. Edge's hat has to have one, doesn't it? Or, he- or Edge's headwear, hat. Maybe headgear? Edge's hat does have one. I think I saw one for Edge's plaid shirt or something like that. <laughs> um, if there isn't, there probably will be by the end of the podcast. By, by the, the time, end, this. By the time they finish listening to this. 
What's your greatest moment, Chris? Well, I was I was definitely the like the Joshua Tree tour and seeing like um, that tour and seeing um, Exit and Mothers of the Disappeared and songs that you just I never thought I would see live, like let alone hear them play live again. That's sort of been my typical experience of U2 live is just hearing it after the fact, um, recordings or whatever. Um, but actually getting to see it live and hear it live and see it play live was, was a highlight. And then for sure the, the new album has been, uh, um, yeah, it's one of those unexpected blessings, I guess, in terms of just life and, and getting it when it came out and, um, and loving it as much as I have. And I know lots of YouTube fans have a variety of experiences with the music and it's maybe a little bit of what they like, a little bit of what they don't. And for whatever reason, for me, it's, it's hit most, almost all of the high notes for me. Um, and so it's been kind of just a, a wonderful gift to have just on repeat basically. And, and then, like I said, the BBC special kind of just cemented it for me, the songs on it, uh, as yeah, highlights of this year in terms of music and stuff. So, um, and, and good looking forward to, I'm going to see them in Montreal next year. So that's an exciting opportunity to go again. And, uh, whatever I hitchhike or fly or whatever we end up doing to get out there, um, and, and seeing all the folks who, who are going to be out there in Montreal next year. And obviously we will talk about the tour at ad nauseum, I'm sure on the podcast next year, but, um, yeah, that's the, definitely the highlights for me. Um, and, and even just this podcast, like I alluded to earlier with, uh, Stefan, uh, his comment kind of just encapsulated what this doing the podcast, being involved with at u2.com, being involved with the, the community at large uh, through Twitter and getting replies from people when in the past, I remember years ago tweeting about U2 stuff and, you know, I just wasn't plugged into the same community, obviously as it happens and getting nothing in response. And now if I tweet anything about U2 or a gif of edge smiling or whatever, it just like seeing a ton of people like it and share it and talk about it and reply and stuff like that. And not that it's about the numbers, but just that there's other people out there who are loving this, loving on the same thing, the same band that I do. And, um, that's an awesome thing. So. Yeah. This has yeah. been a great year for the podcast, mainly because of you. So thank you for that. Amen to really that. Have. And yeah, and well, and I pointed out before we started recording, we, this is the thirty first this year, which I think is I think yeah. is kind of remarkable. That's like more That's than huge. one every other week, and and you know, just you know to be able to keep it going as as well as we have, and uh, yeah, awesome, Chris. That's uh, you've been fantastic on this. Yeah, no, it's always fun, and it's I mean it's a little bit like herding cats sometimes, trying to get everybody together lined up at the same time, but that's what happens. Or it's like is. everybody wants to do it at the same time, or like nobody wants yeah, to do it. It's, it's, it's like feast and famine. <laughs> Yeah. Around, yeah. yeah, as Sherry said, putt putt. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's one thing we didn't mention was the Omaze contest that's still going on. Right, you can win a chance to uh, play golf and have a pint with you too. Mini golf for short. For ten dollars, minimum ten dollar donation. In Germany, they call it Bannen golf. That is one of the best promos they've yeah. done in a oh, long time. I like, yeah. Whether it's for their show, like Zoo TV promo stuff was up there, but that was, yeah, yeah had me laughing the way I've, I haven't in a long time. So, Edge. Um, and uh, I just had in my notes, I just want to thank Matt. Obviously, putting you two at YouTube.com together is was not something that happened this year, but it's a thing that you keep doing year after year. And so thank you for, for doing it. Thank you for not uh, shutting it down when you're <laughs> having those moments. <laughs> 
Where, oh, where, gosh. What the hell are we doing? Oh, if, only, if only the listeners knew. <laughs> How close we came. Yeah. Conversation we were having about a year ago this month. Yeah, it was our like our Berlin moment almost, as it were. And <laughs> yes, it was. Sorts, so. Feels and, good to be past that, looking to the future, right? Yeah, one came along and all was good again. So, um, And we want to thank, of course, the listeners viewers whoever if you've tuned in ever live when we've tried to do this silly thing live and uh and then especially the viewers it says anywhere i don't i don't really know what the numbers are hard to believe sometimes it's either like 700 people or 6000 people have listened to an episode at times so <laughs> somewhere in between Probably there somewhere in between yeah, yeah average it out in the middle somewhere but at any rate whatever the number is it's more than what how many are on this podcast right now 3 so it's more than 3 which is all I can be thankful for because it means somebody other than ourselves are listening back to this thing. And so wherever you happen to be in the world, whether you're on the Audubon or you're on the train in England, I know we got some photos from folks uh, there or in Newfoundland and Canada here, South America, wherever you happen to be in the world. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for liking, subscribing, sharing, following, leaving us a review in iTunes or wherever you happen to listen. Asking us if we're okay when trains derail three hours away from us. Right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I had a lot of really, really thoughtful, sweet check-ins yesterday because the news was making it sound like the Amtrak was like next door to where I live and it's not anywhere close to where I live, but I really appreciate people it, thinking yeah. of me. That was so nice. And yeah. I just appreciate it was all YouTube fans, every single one of them. So. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, so 2018, I think for goals for at U2 and the podcast is definitely, you know, at least one, if not all members of U2 on the podcast, that has to be a, that's sort of a given. I think that that's up there. <laughs> if they, if they can be on that other podcast, they can be on ours. I don't see why not. So Heck um, yeah. I agree. and after having seen the BBC special and their backstage amenities that my office here, there's pretty comparable i've got crappy sort of yep. random <laughs> curtains hanging behind me yep yeah maybe not white and you fluffy. can hang a kimono. you have you have a spot back there i see it on the way you could hang a kimono up right on that wall for him yeah there you go make adam we can fulfill their writer it's not that extensive yep. i saw an irish rock and roll hall fame yeah. yeah there we go so there gauntlet's been thrown down you too you have to respond <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, we are uh, the At YouTube podcast. You can find it on uh, gustaf.fm slash ATU2. Uh, this is episode number 77. So we'll be off for probably two weeks unless they do something crazy here over the holidays. And uh, what, what, okay, you joked about at the beginning. What are, what do you seriously think something's going to, no, no, seriously. I, I have no, uh, that, that, that's not based on any like inside info or rumors or anything. I've just, cause they did it last year on Christmas day and we all woke up and we were like, oh my gosh, oh, we have yeah. to work on Christmas day. They made an announcement. Who's going to type this they up? Usually, they do something. I mean, they, they communicate the, the week of Christmas. Cause like the year before that Bono wrote that ABCD, you know, that alphabet letter, right? right. That was right. that week or around there. Um, so we may hear from them. It would be nice to hear from them, but yeah, there'll be the, there'll probably be the Christmas Eve busking. They'll probably be the day after Christmas day at the races kind of the thing. Boxing so. day. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see they if they do, do that. The day. Last year. We Bono don't have, didn't, I yeah. don't think we, we don't need to do a podcast about the day at the races though. Do we? <laughs> God girl in the chat says, don't jinx it. <laughs> what people, That's I was going to say, what people listening to Matt say, he doesn't have any insider information. What they can't see is he's actually uh, crossing his fingers. And, uh, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> behind his back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, uh, 
So we'll look forward to whatever they do. And of course, check at UT.com for all the details. Twitter.com slash ATU2, Facebook.com slash ATU2.com, Instagram.com slash ATU2.com? Question mark? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to write out all of these for you in every show doc. I I have them in the show doc. I just chose not to look at it this time. Yeah, ATU2.com. Uh, and, uh, I think that's it, uh, going around here at Sula, where can they find you on the internet? If they want to congratulate you on, uh, 2017. <laughs> on at YouTube uh, or on, on at YouTube. <laughs> on <Hey>. Twitter, <laughs> I'm at You can find me in the staff directory that Chris doesn't apparently know exists on at YouTube as well. You can email me there or you can find me on Twitter at Tasula. The handle is correct uh-huh. on my video screen here. <laughs> Some people call it crazy girl. Uh, and uh, Matt, how about you? Uh, at Matt McGee on Twitter is the best place to reach me. You have to try new things. Merry to keep Christmas to fresh. everyone and Happy New Year, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Edge cut you off there. Sorry, I thought you. <laughs> yes. have to try new things. That was really rude. I'm I Chris on Twitter, and uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you can do us a favor, Twitch.tv/slash/GoodStuff underscore FM. Go there. Hit the little heart thing above. Uh, tells you to follow us, sign up for accounts, all that kind of stuff. We'd really appreciate it. Also iTunes reviews. If you're over on there, that helps let people know about the show. And uh, I think that's it for the promotional stuff. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Have a great 2017. Have a happy holiday. And we'll see you in 2018. Good. Bye. (laughs)